and welcome to the Second Tier Betting, your specialist podcast for punting. On the Championship, you've got yourself a Championship expert in me, Ryan Dilks, and of course your pro tipster. It's only Jimmy the Punt. Jimmy, how's it going, old sport? Good afternoon, yeah. Good, all good, thank you. How are you? Oh, spectacular. Spectacular with a capital pectacular. <laughs> it sounded better in my head than it did out loud when I said that. Uh, this is the second tier better, ladies and gentlemen. What we're going to do is we're going to give you our best bets for the championship this coming weekend, our next best bets, and then our long shots. And then we'll finish off with a tidy little treble right at the end. As always, please gamble responsibly. And when the fun stops, stop. Before we get underway, Jimmy, how did we do last weekend? Yeah, I thought it were, it were above average weekend for us both, really. I had um, my nap one overs in the Forest Fulham game at 2.06. Um, wasn't the way I expected the game to go. I don't think it was the way anybody expected no. the way the game to go, was it? Fulham are more than capable to be doing that to most sides in the league. So, uh, overs, overs coming if they won 4-0. Uh, my next best, Tyrese Campbell, didn't start. So, void there. And then my long shot, Chong, didn't manage to score. Um, but uh, more on that later. Slight, slight profit again this week. But uh, you, you had a good week as well, didn't you? Yeah, I got two winners. I had Sheffield United to win at Barnsley at five to four. Middlesbrough draw no bet, which was eleven to ten. Um, the only one that let me down was my long shot, which was Bristol City to beat West Brom, and that really didn't go to plan at all, to be quite honest. But most importantly, Jimmy, our treble sailed in for the first time this season just a shy under eight to one which was a massive massive boost for us wasn't it second treble that oh is it second treble yeah there we go i can't even keep up with how many trebles (laughs) we're flying in at the moment but am i right in saying how much are we up for the season now oh it's it's 25 and a half points i think off the top of my head between us (sighs) that's not bad is it yeah that is not bad I'm not boring everyone too much, but flat. If you're staking ten pounds, you'd be up two hundred and fifty pounds. The flat stakes profit is thirty six points. That's due. That's because of your ridiculous winners with uh, Mitrovic and that. But so if you had if you had the same um, stake on every single bet we tipped, you'd actually be up. Say if you had ten pound on every bet we tipped, you'd be up three hundred and sixty pounds for the season. There you go. There you go. That Scandalous, is that, isn't it? That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> First season as a betting podcast, and here we are just smashing it, ladies and gents. But it's easy to say that after we've had a good weekend. Because we've had yeah. we've had a couple where it's not gone particularly to plan. But if you stick with us, then we do all right, don't we? At the end of the day. Um, I did say on the show last week that there were some strange prices going around in the full-time result market, and I think that really came to pass really didn't it some i just could not get my head around mm-hmm. looking ahead to this week it's a bit different not much i really fancy in that market apart from one which we'll get onto in just a bit but first off jimmy can i get your nap for the coming weekend in the championship yeah it comes from the for uh full and west brown game and i've gone for over 2.5 goals at 10 to 11 with bet 365 um now on monday's football um cliches episode they were discussing what a game of football needs to have it all and and i don't know about you but i think this match at craven cottage certainly has all the credentials of a classic if you're talking goals um quality controversy cards i'm sure it'll have it all it pits second against third in the early kickoff so um both stand a chance of closing the gap on the leaders Bournemouth, albeit if that's only temporarily with them playing Reading uh, later that evening. So there's obviously unbelievable quality all over the pitch that's going to 
encourage some fascinating battles. I mean, you've got Moat and Livermore or Snoddy against Seri and Tonkerny, and they are two midfielders that just don't belong in this league, do they? And then you've got one of the best strikers ever to grace the division uh, in Mitrovic. I mean, he's got 15 goals already this season, which is obviously first. He's got 18 goals and assist, which is first, the most in the league. He's had 64 shots, which ranks him first. He's had 28 shots on target, which is an average of over two a game, which ranks him first. And the big Serbian's not afraid of a bit of beef, by the way, is he? So he'll be tussling with the agricultural Bartley, Ajayi and Clark. So there'll be plenty of blood and thunder at that end. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Agricultural? What does that mean? (laughs) Agricultural, it means they're a bit, they're a bit rough and ready, aren't they? You're not having that. I thought agricultural was farming. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, they're a bit rough and ready. They're a bit rough and ready. All right, okay. Taking any jip off Mitchell. Okay, carry on. (laughs) <laughs> they'll be ploughing the fields at half past ten. <laughs> they'll be they'll be down to uh, Craven Cottage if they get there on time. For a bit of rough and tumble with Mitchell, and then and then the other end, Fulham's defence is going to have to try and keep out um, Carl and Grant. He's got six in his last six. Eighty percent of his shots this season have hit the target. His average is goal every hundred and fourteen minutes. So the underlying bit of that is um, quality. Too much quality. Up. Uh, in in both sides crucially for goals though this fixture is early on in the season it's not just early on in the day it's early on in the season which I think eliminates the um, the cagey element you know that you get when two top sides come against each other because we're not far enough into the season for it to be a pivot like a pivotal clash as such but um, they will both want to win it and and I hate to speak about um, the forbidden but the top division in the Premier League traditionally when you get the, the big six clashes more so after Christmas they, they're notoriously drab they end in draws more times than not and unders unders always seems to land so the timing of this game in the season bodes well for goals I think um, in terms of the statistics uh, over uh, just over 64% of Fulham's games have seen this bet land that's four out of the last five and as we saw against Forest last Sunday they're more than capable of spanking any team in the division um, even though they only had three shots on target that that day. Uh, West Bromwich landed in 57% of their games. And I think it's important that I talk uh, that I just list off the teams it's landed against. Bristol, Swansea, the battered Cardiff and Sheffield United. It's also landed against QPR, Luton and the Cherries. So even though most of the games are settled in the realms of fine margins, I mean, only three have been, they've won or lost by two or more goals. Um, they, they are still more than capable of uh, turning up to a shootout. So... To summarise, the game's got too much quality. It's a clash of styles, which I think encourages goals. And given how early on is it is in the season, I don't think there's that much pressure. So, ten to eleven for over two point five goals with three six five is my strongest fancy of the weekend. Interesting you say that because my long shot may slightly contradict it later on, but we'll save that for a bit later, Jimmy, my boy. But you fully, thoroughly backed it up. Got to give you full credit for that. Uh, my nap for this coming weekend is Dominic Solanke to score any time against Reading and Bournemouth to win, which is just slightly bigger than 21 to 10 at Paddy Power. Now, the way things are going, Bournemouth are pissing the league. Will it last all season? Who knows? That's a conversation for another day. But right now, they're without a doubt the best team in the league. They've been amazing at home, but somehow they've been even better away. 
They're unbeaten and have only conceded one go one goal away from home all season. So I was looking at possibly to win to nil, but I've avoided it just because Reading are all right going forwards. But as I say, they're coming up against a Reading side who have had some inconsistent results recently. They've lost the last two and won their two before that, um, but they were against Barnsley and Cardiff. So not the greatest opposition when you really think about it. And just quite frankly, I just see Bournemouth being too good for them. And I wouldn't have blamed the bookies for being even shorter than the price they are. I think I saw the best price was four to five. Um, I would have quite happily, um, I, I wouldn't have held it against them if they were, you know, about two to five, really, because I, I really struggled to see Reading getting anything from this game, quite frankly. Um, but I wasn't settled enough with that. I uh, looked at the bet builder option and you can just boost that price to north of two to one by adding Dominic Solanke to score any time, which is a very juicy price indeed, because that man is in the form of his life, arguably the form striker in the division. He's got four from his last four games. He scored 10 of Bournemouth's 24 goals this season. And he's just clearly the main goal scoring outlet for them this season. Recently, he's gone flying up the expected goals per 90 minutes charts as well, second only to Mitrovic, according to Stats Perform earlier. Well, actually, a few games ago, he was about, I think, about seventh. But in the last few games, he's really been finding himself getting in good spaces. And that's just, you know, good news for us. Um, I initially had just him to score any time as my nap, but then finding out the price that uh, you could get when you add the Bournemouth win. It was just too good to turn down, I'm afraid. So that's my nap for this week. Uh, just over 21 to 10 at Paddy Power. Dominic Slanky to score any time against Reading and Bournemouth to win. You a fan of that, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah, I've actually gone for something similar with my next best. And you touched on it then about Solanke. He, um, he's been frightening. I don't know if it was one of his goals in the last weekend. It was last week against Huddersfield that one of his finishes where he didn't have much time, but his, his technique was just quality just zipped it past the keeper didn't even have a chance yeah i'm really enjoying watching him at the minute him and billing especially quite punch. yeah well he's looking like the striker i think many people are expecting so of course need to remind you bournemouth did pay 20 million pounds for him so <laughs> people were expecting big things of him we're starting to see that now and he's looking like a really really top striker at this level let's go on to your next best then jimmy you said it's similar to what i've just had let's hear what it is yeah it's staying at the Medeski. um and I, I've been I've been torn between two, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Bournemouth to win to nil. It's at Betfair at twenty one to ten. It opened like as you were saying, it opened uh, slightly longer longer. Sky had it at five to two, uh, and Bournemouth did open at odds against. But um, like like we've been saying throughout throughout the season, take that because it's going to get nibbled in, and it has. But I'm still happy to take the twenty one to ten with Betfair, and I'll I'll start with the away team, uh, the Cherries, who are on top. Um, I had my reservations about them at the start of the season. Uh, as we said, uh, Solanke, he got his fair share of jip. And last season, when I when I saw him, he was selfless but useful. But I wasn't sure he'd have the goals to propel him up the league. Uh, and as with Billing, who I just said I'm really enjoying watching, under Woodgate was when we first saw him deployed slightly higher up and he started scoring goals. But I, was, I wasn't sure if Parker would fancy him there. Um, his, his quality is indisputable, but... His career had stalled up until the back end of the last season. So there were just a few question marks for me, but obviously I was wrong, very wrong. 14 games in, six points clear of Fulham. Uh, they've won 10, drawn four and lost Zilch. So they are fourth highest scoring team with 24. And they've conceded just eight, which is the least in the league. And that and that's where I, that's where I started from with this bet. 
um, that incredible defensive record. And this is synonymous with the arrival of Gary Cahill. Now, since his debut against Barnsley nine games ago, Bournemouth have kept six clean sheets, conceding just three and winning eight of those games. The last three has seen this bet land Bournemouth to win to nil. Now, a quick word on Reading, the strikerless Royals at the minute. They've um, Last game, they started three attacking midfielders. It was uh, Aziz and Swift flanking Delhi Basharu. Um, particularly Swift, he's done a job at, at CDM this season. He's versatile, but he's, he's not. I don't. I don't think he's best uh, utilising the front three. Uh, more, more behind a striker, if anything. And I think their offensive display was best epitomised by um, who scores match report that simply put were poor at finishing. They had twelve shots that day against Blackburn, with the only two that hitting the target coming from defenders. Now, in terms of strikers, they're missing Mate and Jao, and. Pukas is, is just not working out for him there, is it? I don't know if it's clash of styles or the manager don't fancy him, but he's not fancied. So I I, I think the, it's, this game ultimately picks the best side in the league, obviously, with the best defensive record against one of the bluntest sides at the minute, I think, given given their, their attacking options. So I've been a bit greedy. I've gone for Bournemouth to win to nil at a touch over two to one with Betfair. Yeah, as I was saying during my explanation, I was looking at that as an option just because Bournemouth are so, so fierce defensively away from home. Just the one goal conceded away from home all season. And you're quite right. I was toying with it, but I was kind of put off because Reading have been all right going forwards this season. Oh, yeah. Not great. But having said that, I've just looked at how many goals they've scored recently. Only uh, five teams have scored fewer than them in the last six games. So... It's definitely an argument to be made. If you're feeling yeah, extra selfish, listener, then you could add them all together in the bet builder and you'd probably get a bloody good price for it. Um, and there's a good chance of it coming in as well. So, yeah, I, I would not put anyone off from going after that at all just because Bournemouth are so good defensively, especially away from home. My next best is not one I think you're going to be a fan of, Jimmy. Unfortunately, I've gone for Blackpool, draw no bet away at Sheffield United. That's seven to two at Betfair slash Paddy Power. Now, we were on the side at the weekend of Sheffield United, weren't we, when they were up against a poor Barnsley side. But this week, they face much stiffer opposition. As I was saying in uh, last week's episode, Sheffield United, a bit inconsistent at the moment, aren't they? They have some really poor games, but then in other games, they get the job done despite not necessarily being at their best. I'm thinking that Stoke game um, not too long ago, they were quite good, weren't they? Good enough anyway. Um, but apart from that, even when results have gone their way, they haven't been at their best. And I look at this Blackpool team who they're coming up against this weekend and I think to myself, Blackpool um, are probably the trickiest opposition that they've faced in quite some time, apart from that Stoke game, obviously. Um Blackpool have only lost one of their last seven and won five of those games in that time. And that's despite them having a bit of an injury crisis. They've missed out on the likes of their captain and goalkeeper, Chris Maxwell, who um, isn't going to be back for this game, I don't think. Uh, Shane Lavery, who's been a real spark for them this season, has also been missing, but could potentially be back for this game because there was talk of him potentially being back for the Preston game last weekend before he was ultimately ruled out. So he could be back as well. Jerry Yates is pulling his fair share 
of uh, goals now after looking a bit dodgy earlier in the season, but he's now looking like the striker that we saw in League One last season. They're proving to be a really stubborn side and coming up against the Sheffield United team who can be got at, they've conceded the fourth most goals at home this season. I really think, considering Sheffield United at some bookies are as short as, I think I saw four to seven. Yeah. That is a really short price for a Sheffield United team who are so inconsistent. And then Blackpool, drawn out bet, 7-2. to two. That's a big old price. I'm interested to get your thoughts, Jimmy, as a Sheffield United fan. Oh, 100%. I say it every week, but I just won't be touching Sheffield United with a barge pole. It seems like the only way we, we, we win games at the minute is if we score uh, more than two goals because um, we're, we're a bit lax, at, lax defensively. Um the stuff that uh, seems to stand out for me, um, I think you boys were saying it in, in the second tier podcast, is it looks like we're a side that's just not um, used to winning uh, with, with the barren, the terrible run we went on in the Premier League. I just think it's like we, we get ourselves in good positions and um, it just sort of, we just sort of panic. Um, these are not just opinions, it's backed up by facts. I think we've conceded the most goals in the last 20 minutes of anybody in the division. Uh, it seems like a frequent thing that we drop points in the last 10 minutes against from the 85th minute. I've seen so many goals conceded in stoppage time this season. Um, so, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't I would be getting Sheffield United on side of that. I definitely don't think we should be anywhere close to four to six, especially yeah. against this, this Blackpool t- uh, side, one of the standout uh, performers in the division at the minute. Yeah, it, this is one price that I think the bookies have got really wrong. So, yeah, 100%. Um, I'd be definitely siding with Blackpool this weekend. Let's go to our long shots then, Jimmy. Always interesting, this part of the show. What is your biggest bet or best-priced big bet that you can find in the championship this weekend? Yeah, um, I, I know it's a bit boring, rinse and repeat for me. I, I do love hunting for the, for the big odds and finding any excuse to, to bag with Back, uh, back ridiculous price but I, I couldn't find one this week uh, and I was overlooking the, the one I picked last week which is Chong to score any time it, it's it's longer than than what we took last time out at 15 to 2 this time with Betfair and Paddy Power but but that's just um, that's just a consequence of them being away and uh, being priced slightly longer as they go to the Riverside now I, I was um, I held off from having a moan at the start of the podcast about why it didn't win because the, the stats are quite useful. Um, I, I don't want to deprive anyone of a winner just because I want to find a fresh angle. So, uh, rinse and repeat. Chong, last week, he had two shots, one hitting the target, generated an XG of 0.29. He assisted one. He had one assist choked off, I think, uh, for Hogan. It might have been for offside or a foul. I can't exactly remember. And for um, for Riley McGree's winner, he was stood two yards to the side of him. He, he should have squared it to him. Um, McGree missed the shot and then Chong were waiting to tap it in but he politely let um, McGree get his goal off. I, I, there's more in, more than enough there for me to read back this at the price. I mean, I, I spoke about his intelligence. He's not only intelligent but he's fast, ridiculously fast upstairs and at running. And I, every time I see him play, he just looks like he's too good for this level. And I mean, it, he was involved in some capacity in both of the goals. Um, two shots, one on target. And XG of 0.29. Um says all you need to know from that game. He is literally due a goal according to his XG data. I think he's, a, he's, he's a closer to two, an XG of two, than he is one. So, more than happy to take this. The 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 reason that I uh, blumped it last weekend was because of Swansea trying to play out for, from the back. And now this, again, as they go to Middlesbrough, it does pose sort of different uh, tactical battle. But 
Uh, Chung showed he showed throughout the season that he, he he likes his chances from range, and he's he's more than happy to play um, on the deck or off off the striker. So I just think fifteen to two, it's too big a gain for me. I know he hasn't scored yet this season, but as I say, the underlying data suggests he certainly should have at least one so far. Yeah, he's been a real live wire for Birmingham this season. So while when you look at his stats from his short career that he's had so far, he's not an out-and-out goal scorer. F- 15-2, to two, was it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so- 15-2 to two is a big price for someone who's getting in those positions. So yeah, 100%. I, I think it's, it's one of them that's due to come in eventually, isn't it? I know it's 8.5 and I know I rambled on for a while then, but it, like in the most literal sense... Uh, you're you're going to back this eight times. Do you think he'll score in the next eight games? If you think, yeah, then then or more than if you think he's going to score more than once in the next eight games, it's value. And I think he's certainly due one so far. So, yeah, I don't think that makes sense, did it? But I fancy him to score. I just think the price is too big from what I've seen. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have another go on this. Hundred percent. My long shot is slightly controversial considering what your nap was jimmy i've gone for fulham v west brom to be a one-all draw which at bet 365 is 11 to 2. haven't got much of an explanation for this one i've just been around the block long enough to know how these big games go and they usually end up being a bit of a damp squib really um the reason i've gone for it on bet 365 is because if you back the draw and it ends up being nil nil which i also think is a likely score line then you get your money back so that's my thinking around that. But nonetheless, um, only one of the last six meetings between these two sides have finished with a side winning. So that's got draw written on it in that way. But also, I always find that when it's two teams who have very good defensive records coming up against each other, they'll want to keep it tight and you don't see many goals. So I could easily see this fizzling out into a stalemate um, and with that being said considering both teams how important a game this could be considering they're both nearly level on points neither team will want to want to lose this game so I can really see this being a draw haven't got much you know on the side of statistics to back it up it's just a gut instinct and that did kind of a uh, help me before with a Millwall and Forest so I've got that gut instinct again saying this is going to be a one-all draw we'll wait and see on that front but as I say, you get your money back if it's a nil-nil draw on that front as well. So, Jimmy, because we've got rather similar bets on our uh, for our best bets this weekend, our treble has been a bit. Uh, oh, you're right there. Our treble has been a bit uh, difficult to make this week. So, what we've done is we've gone for a goal-scoring tricksy. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what a tricksy is, Jimmy's going to cough again. <coughs> sorry, sorry. I don't know what happened. He's dying. He's dying. <laughs> don't worry, listener. He'll be all right. Um, if you don't know what a Trixie is, it's three separate bets. You need at least two of them to come in, and then they combine as a multiple um, if more than one comes in. Um, if all three comes in, then you're absolutely swimming in it, usually. <laughs> uh, so the Trixie that we've gone for is Dominic Solanke to score first, taking into account my nap for this weekend. Chong, Tariff Chong, to score any time for Birmingham. And Tyrese Campbell to score any time for Stoke this coming weekend, who I think we said last week is a bit of a big price, isn't he, considering yeah. he's one of Stoke's main goal-scoring threats if he does play and uh, is due to start a game in the near future at the very least. So a £10 Trixie pays 
118 pounds on Betfair. If that comes in, then we'll probably retire the podcast because we're doing this for the season, won't we? (laughs) Yeah, we're doing the next one from Barbados, I think. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. That's our treble for this weekend's Dominic Solanke to score first for Bournemouth, Tariff Chong to score any time for Birmingham, and Tyrese Campbell to score any time for Stoke. Just before we go, Jimmy, can I get you to round up your bets for this coming weekend? Yeah, my nap comes from Fulham's game against West Brom. I've gone over 2.5 goals, which is 10 to 11 with bet 365. Uh, my next best, I've gone for Bournemouth to win to nil, which is 21 to 10 with bet fair. And then my long shot, I've gone for Chong to score any time. That's 15 to 2 with Paddy Power and Betfair as um, Birmingham head to the Riverside. Wonderful stuff. I've got Dominic Slanky to score any time against Reading and Bournemouth to win, which is just slightly bigger than 21 to 10 at Paddy Power. Blackpool draw no bet away at Sheffield United. That's 7 to 2 at Betfair slash Paddy Power and Fulham v West Brom to be 1 all. Uh, at Bet365, you can get that at 11 to 2. As always, please gamble responsibly and when the fun stops, stop. We'll be back again on Monday because we've got midweek games in the Championship coming up and we'll have a look at how we did this coming weekend in that episode. So, Jimmy the Punt, thank you for your time today. My pleasure. This has been the Second Tier Betting. I've been Ryan Dilks and to you, listener, thank you for listening.